Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. I'm uh, stationed in the Midwest, but my co-host, who's on the West Coast, his name is Chad Smart, and he's here with me now. Chad, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm tired today. I went back to work today, Yay. and let me tell you, after six weeks of not working, sitting on my couch looking at a computer for nine hours, that was exhausting compared to like the six weeks that I've just been sitting on my couch for nine hours staring at a computer anyway. But, you know, I had to think today. It's never a good sign. Were you, are you still working from home or? Yes. Okay. Cause yeah. I know I've, I've listened to other pods that you are on, uh, like anything mm-hmm. over at the PCP and the positive cynicism podcast network or out of touchstone. And, and in those conversations with Mike DeKalb, you have stated, uh, that, you know, you live on one side of the studio and he's on the other side. And sometimes when it's really difficult, you, you know, you guys have to walk around the movie studio out there in LA and uh, go see each other. So uh, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Yeah. Have you listened to the new Political Amity show that I wanted to dub the Greg Mahochko Tribute Hour or actual Tribute Three Hours? Uh, is it the Breaking Point one? Yes. Uh, no, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. Uh, I've been uh, slowly uh, trying to get caught up on all my pods. And uh, so, I, but I, I, I saw that uh, the one I did listen to one. Uh, I, I listened to some my one, two, three cents with Kevin Huntsberger uh, today. And I listened to more Kevin Huntsberger with you uh, on Popology 101 in the Guilty Pleasures Pro Wrestling Edition. Hmm. With you and Travis, Yates. yeah, yeah, that was a good series. It yeah, was. so uh, no, yeah, I brought Kevin. I brought Kevin on for the political calamity episode this week, and uh, I knew that I had three pages of notes outlined of what to discuss, but I did not expect it to turn into a three and a half hour discussion. So it's one where you know, if you're on the road or if you're in the bathroom taking some time, it's a good one to put on for that. I mean, look, I've, I am sometimes accused, oftentimes accused of spending a little too much time in the loo, um, but three and a half hours, that seems a little excessive. Well, that's why we did separate it into three separate episodes, so you can, they're not bite-sized, they're like a full course, seven course meal, if you will, if you will, daddy, um... Yeah. Now, if I hear another bad Dusty Rhodes impression today, because I think Travis threw one out on that Guilty Pleasures uh, wrestling episode, uh-huh. uh, I think I'm just going to hang up the, the headset and, and re- retire from podcasting. So let's let's try, to, let's try to cut back on that, unless you're trying to get me out of the podcasting game to make more room for the PCPN. No, but I think that would, you know, we could probably segue that into our discussion topic for this week. Indeed. Uh, so this was another chat idea because I'm still anxious to watch a movie um, because I don't get to watch movies anymore. So, Chad, your idea. Oh, I have a good one for you. Oh, good. I, I, I do have ideas. And I think they're good, too. But I'm, this is a this is a conversation, not a movie review. I'm going to let you explain 
this topic because I like it. And I'm excited to see where you're at with it because I think we have two different takes. Okay. Well, yeah, if I can make this make sense in, you know, 30 seconds or less. But I was thinking a couple weeks ago, what is it about, you know, we look back at our years growing up and, and maybe this is, uh, you know, I think this is a universal topic where we can always look back and be like, you know, life was so much better when I was a kid or life was so much better before and now. Like we, I, I think part of it is the childlike uh, innocence where you don't have to deal with bills and, and worrying about all the like really heavy social aspects of society. And you're just having fun. You're just, you know, you're going to school, coming home, watching cartoons, playing with your friends, that whole aspect. But I got to thinking, you know, like, what is it that there is, what, what technology has come along in our lifetimes, since our childhoods, that we didn't grow up with, obviously, that even though they've had, you know, a, a positive impa- impact on society, they've also had a negative one. And you think, you know what, maybe if we didn't have that, things might be a little bit better. So that's what we're going to talk about, things that we would get rid of today if we could. I am excited. I didn't know how excited I was going to be for this topic <laughs> until I started thinking of all of the ways that technology has, while, yes, it has helped us, uh, it has also made us undeniably dumber and dependent on the technology. So I'm going to let you go first, Chad. I, I want you to have the first bite of the apple. Well, I'm going to go with something that kind of plays in with the uh, Politiclamity Breaking Point series, and I'm going to say social media, because it is great that I can keep in touch with friends across the world, and you can get news, you know, right as it's happening from other places. Unfortunately, it... um, means you have to hear everybody's opinion now, which is no longer opinion. It is all fact. And it also helps in the spread of misinformation as things get spread around without being fact-checked, without being looking up to see where it comes from. If, if, the, if the caption that goes along with the photo or the video is actually accurate or not. And I also think it's made us a very vain society where it's all about, you know, posting the selfies and getting the likes and and it just, we would rather talk with friends on our social media than talking to people in real life. So my first uh, pick would be social media. I love it. And you're absolutely right. I, I, I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Um, I do think going back to what you said about, you know, opinions, and I don't even think you can, this is a phrase that you can say anymore uh, in polite society. You might not have ever been able to say it in polite society, air quotes, but PC, you know. But remember the old saying that opinions are like assholes, everybody's got one and they all stink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you could say that anymore, can you, Chad? No, I think you can. I just think someone will disagree with you and try to cancel you because they don't agree with you. Well, have I got news for them. I don't have any sponsors, so there's no corporate pressure on me. Um, all right, so that's good. Social media, I don't think I would have Facebook if not for the fact that I have three podcasts plus a podcast network that I promote. 
Uh, and Twitter's just as bad, and I'm not on Instagram enough to care about Instagram. So, there you have it. My yeah, first I'm with one. you. I think. Go ahead. Uh, I was just say yeah. I you know I come close like probably once every week to deleting all social media, but then I go okay. How am I going to promote the podcast? And you know, like I said, the staying in touch. Uh, the other night, uh, a friend of mine from Australia. Texted me to or messaged me over Facebook to see. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. If I was saved. Time but, out. Can I? Can I ask if they were saying in the stereotypical fashion, if they were informing you that they were putting more shrimp on the Barbie? They were not. Is it is it wrong? As far as I know, they did not question. say. But but I did say you know when she asked what you know about America being crazy all the time, I said. Well, you know, we don't have nature that is out to kill us every time we walk out the house, so we have to do it ourselves. That's a good point. I think people uh, forget how deadly Australia is. Okay, my first one, and this is this will drive me wild because I use it every day, numerous times a day, and I'm no better for it because I've re- become reliant on it, and that's GPS. Somewhere along the line, or you know, in in the course of human history, you know, they used to find there. You know, we like look at any you know seafaring vessel. You know, over the last thousand years or more, they they used to just track things with the stars, and then we had these things called maps, and you could find your way, you know, from A to B on a map, and then we had MapQuest, which was kind of a cheat but at least give you the directions as close as you could get. Now we have GPS, which will talk to you briefly, not like any great conversations, you know, along the way. Um, and that reminds me of a, a stand-up comedian I saw years ago who did a funny bit on that, uh, Kristen Key. Um, and she she said, uh, you know, GPS is great. They'll always talk to you and tell you where you need to go, except for the, you know, six hours you're driving across Kansas and you're not changing you know, you're not turning anywhere, and then they don't talk to you. And that's when you need them the most, GPS, to keep you company, keep you awake. But because of GPS, we have, you know, especially younger people. Yeah, I'm not trying to generalize, but I am. Uh, we've forgotten how to read a map and understand a map and, and follow a map. So I would say GPS is my first one. Did I ever tell you about the time when I put Darth Vader's voice on my GPS? No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Um, I, I think I was trying to go somewhere in the valley or something, and, you know, it's Darth Vader, so he's like, you know, at the next light, turn to the dark side. Oh, jeez. I mean, five <laughs> hours to get where I was going. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, no, I am with you. I, You know, GPS is great, um, especially living in the city. When I moved to Los Angeles, it was right. I, I had a portable GPS system. Now you have it on your phones or in your cars, depending on you know, what type of car you have. But I remember, you know, when I met up with Mike DeKalb, my co-host on Out of Touchstone and Wonder Why, we will. He would pull out the Thomas Guide, which, if you've seen Clueless, there's a scene where they're driving and they pull out the Thomas Guide, and that's like a 200-page map of LA. And so I was like, you have to open it and flip and try to figure out where you are. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here, here. I'm like, no, 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 just give me the GPS. I, <laughs> it's easier. I don't have to stop and pull over in traffic and try to figure out. But 
yes, uh, people tend to, I think, over-rely on GPS and forget where they're going. Or you pull a Michael Scott and you drive into a lake. Yep. I mean, I haven't done that. I don't know that for, you know, I, I, I don't run into that uh, category based on personal experience. But, yeah, yeah get a little too, uh, you know, and I don't know if you remember, I'm trying not to do too many sidebars because I want to know what other ideas you have. But if you watched How I Met Your Mother, uh, there was the episode where they were, uh, the group was bickering over the fastest way to get from point A to point B. And like some say it'd be the subway or a bus or a cab. And Marshall says, I'm I the fastest way to get there is I'll just run. And there was a, a the, like the song is an old Western type of song. And it was Marshall versus the machine. And uh, so I always got a kick out of that. You know, he's like, we're, we're too reliant on technology. We got to, we got to nip this in the bud right now. Anyway, sidebar. I'll watch your next one, Chad. Um, yeah, well, okay. Next one, I'm going to go with streaming video. Okay. I, I, yeah, I see that. You know, on the one hand, it's great to be able to just sit on my couch and find something to watch and not have to go out to the video store. But at the same time, um, one, eight times out of 10, the movie that I want to watch is not streaming anywhere. And it actually, um, the other night I was trying to find vice Academy to stream because that was the topic of the latest still up all night podcast with my popology co-host Travis Yates, cheap plug. How many plugs are we going to work into this episode, Jed? Uh, you know, this is, uh, this is, we might as well just call this the size Sperling <laughs> podcast because we got plugs galore. And anyone under the age of 40 is not getting that reference. But, I'm under the age of 40, Chad. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, I was trying to find Vice Academy, and I was searching, and it was not coming up when I searched on the Roku. And finally, I just went into each individual streaming platform that I have, and, and I managed to find it. It was on Tubi, if anybody wants to, wants to watch and then listen to the still up all night podcast discussion about the film. It's quite, uh, it's a film, but <laughs> the other point is, you know, the other thing is I miss going to the video store and just walking around and seeing movie, you know, the boxes of the video cassette or the DVD, because that's how you would discover random films. Now, you know, I think if I use Amazon prime, every little uh, category they have will show me the same 20 movies every time I go on. Mm-hmm. If I go on Netflix, it's only, well, here's what's popular right now. Like, I don't want what's popular. I want to see what else you have that I can watch. And it's so frustrating trying to find something. And, you know, they may have more se- selection than a video store had, but getting it and, and trying to find it, it's just uh, more of a hassle. It is. Plus, it's, it's, it has driven driven the brick and mortar uh, video store out of business. And, you know, those were jobs that some young cinephile probably, you know, would have loved to have so that he can tell every, um, every person coming in renting Navy seals that that's a bad choice and you should be watching the Apple instead. No, uh, stop it. <laughs> uh, but no, at Netflix uh, and the streaming services in, in general can be, overwhelming when 
you don't know what you want to watch, but you know you don't want to watch the same thing you've watched, you know, every weekend for the last three weeks or, or three months. Uh, and I always say, you know, when we lost the video stores, we lost the, you know, like the people who get to know us, the curators uh, who can say, oh, you know, Chad, I, I know that you like uh, – indie films uh, or art house pictures or, you know, whatever descriptive, you know, genre that, that you're after. We just got this one in without a whole lot of fanfare here. Let me tell you a little bit about it or here's the case. And, and you know, you can rent it if you want let, let me know what you think. We don't have that now, but we do have that in the comic book stores, Chad. We still have the local brick and mortar comic shops who know me especially if it's Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. And, you know, they you get to know them. They get to know you, what types of stories you like to read. So curators are still out there, but you got to, you know, maybe not find them in a video store anymore. But I do I, I do like that, that answer of the streaming services. It's, uh, we have, we still have cable. And unless it's an athletic competition, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched cable. It's all streaming. I'm still paying for cable, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I have YouTube TV. I cut the cable cord a couple of years ago. And uh, honestly, it's AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. Those are like the only things that I watch live because all other television that I watch, I watch on Hulu because Mm. I don't want commercials. And I know that I'm part of that problem of, uh, you know, the, I don't know, rising cost or the rise of product placement in movie and television because they have to get the money from somewhere. And so if Subway wants to come into community, then so be it. Oh, that, that was fun. Uh, speaking of product placement. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but for me, the beast doesn't include selling out. Garth, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. I can't talk about it anymore. It's giving me a headache. Here, take two of these. Ah, new print. Little, yellow, different. My next one, I think if I, if, if I talk quickly, I can get two more in, and hopefully that allows you a, a, another one as well. But my next one is text messaging and the reason I disagree with you on this one, but go ahead. You, you don't disagree with me. No, I will disagree. Oh, you will. Okay. I want to hear your reasoning. All right. So reasoning. So I I don't think there's anything innately wrong with text messaging with the available, with the ability to communicate with someone uh, quickly, efficiently, and, you know, get a response back unless it's the response that you're, you've been waiting for and the person on the other end's taking six to eight hours. However, a uh, quick anecdote. Uh, I have a buddy who is a high school English teacher. Years ago, uh, I was at his house on a Monday night watching Raw. That's ir- irrelevant, but he's sitting there grading little one-page papers from his class. And I said, oh, dude, let me let me take a look at that. And... In the first line, first sentence of this young person's, you know, essay was gonna, G-O-N-N-A. 
And I thought, are they really using text, like shorthand words in their, you know, papers that they're handing in for a grade? He said, yeah. I said, and you didn't mark that, like, incorrect. He said, if I marked everything incorrect for any text shorthand, then I'd have to fail the whole class. And I thought, well, then you're going to have to fail the whole class because we can't allow stupid people, you know, to come up and, and uh, you know, be active citizens. Now, I know stupid people have been active citizens for hundreds of years, but maybe illiterate is, is the word. I mean, like if you're not going to spend the time in a school paper to write out going to instead of gonna, then I'm pretty sure that you shouldn't be able to vote. Uh, your opinions should be invalidated and you should go live in a cave. I am with you. You know, it's, this thing where, yes, you can, you know, it's like talking slang and then writing, writing slang as well. It's when we accept the, well, let's call it what it is. It's the dumbing down of society. And we accept this, you know, for as an acceptable practice, then are we going to be surprised when we're all sitting around watching Ow, My Balls? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and, and I'll go with you, you know, the texting, I do agree. It's, it's great when you don't want to have that full conversation and you want a quick message, but I would jump in and say that, you know, the fact that cell phones now mean you're supposed to be available 24 seven and, you know, everyone expects you to write back immediately or your job report expects you to, to be available. That is another downside of the technology front. All right, Jay, give, I know we're running short on time. Give me your next one, sir. Well, I, I only had two picked out, but oh, okay. I, I come up with a third one, which, I mean, this probably is not any big surprise to anyone who's ever talked to me about the state of filmmaking uh, in today's society. But I would get rid of CGI graphics because every movie now is the same thing. It's a giant CGI battle fest destruction porn for the last act and it's it's hindered uh writing it's hindered character development and everything has become a spectacle and so you know as they to to paraphrase the lego movie if everything is awesome then nothing is awesome and if every movie is the same then i'm tired of marvel movies is basically what i'm saying what did you think about the mandalorian in there, like a video wall. Uh, you know, and that's something where I didn't. I think CGI it can be used to enhance the story, but when you become just the story, then that's what I don't like. And so that's like, you know, I think Robert Zemeckis uses CGI very well because he uses it in stuff that you don't notice. Mm -hmm. But when you make your entire. Um, and, and, and well, and compare Mandalorian to like say Attack, Attack of the Clones. Mandalorian looked real, and mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just you know we're 15 years beyond Attack of the Clones and technology has gotten better, or if George Lucas's George Lucas just didn't have a good vision and a good visual idea of what he wanted, because um, I think Attack of the Clones looks like a PlayStation video game, and Mandalorian looked. I was surprised to see how big their video screens were to um, how much they were doing blue screen. 
All right, so I I don't I don't I mean I enjoy the CGI because I remember years ago you know the the first notion of the uh, uh, X Men movie when I first heard that they might be making an X Men movie in like '93 or '94. That's when my neighbor slash buddy said, and I said, "How are you going to do that with Wolverine's claws and Cyclops's you know optic blast?" And he's like, you, "Special effects." And I was I was more onto it, but but I see what you're saying. Um, I could do with a little less Michael Bay in my life and a little more, uh, you know, mini fit or, you know, miniature, uh, models and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, practical effects. Uh, so my last one is, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this Google or maybe Google's the brand, but essentially search engines in, in total, where you type in something, and again, I'm guilty of this. I use it all the time. Uh, probably saved my ass last weekend uh, when I'm trying to cram for a test. But you type in, and you hit enter, and then you get, you know, 100,000 or more responses. But you do the quick, like, it's it's the instant gratification that I don't think you earn the knowledge. You know, when I was a kid, mm. and you had to do a research paper, you had to look up in encyclopedias or you know, a number of uh, uh, resources and things like that. And even to the point where when the internet became a thing, you know, senior year, junior, senior year, and uh, uh, college, they they were even limiting, all right, you can only have one digital or two digital resources. Everything else has got to be, you know, again, practical. So I don't know that. And again, I use Google all the time. Um and but I just feel like we're 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 giving the information away too freely. Nothing is earned, and therefore nothing's actually retained. I still question the amount of times that I try to type out the word sandwich and get it wrong. And I am thankful for autocorrect or Google that I will just type in and it'll pop it out. And uh, wait, how do you how really do you spell sandwich? Me. You know, I like to put extra D's and everything, but but I'm with you. It's this thing where we have so much knowledge at our fingertips. And again, is it correct knowledge, or is it just are we looking at the first thing to to pop up and we go with it without checking the source? Right. But at the other time, yeah, it's just I don't have to learn anything. I can just pull up Google, pull up you know Wikipedia. And there you go. I have my information. Right. When really we should be studying and, 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 and as we say on the Positive Cynicism Network, questioning everything and actually making sure we know what we're talking about or what we're researching. I had to, as I mentioned, take a test this past Saturday. And I did use Google, you know, for a couple of, uh, you know, lookup type questions. And I had to be very, specific, uh, about the, uh, you know, websites that I was going to, I had to make sure that they were relevant to the topic that I was looking up. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it, and again, like you said, it's the internet. There is a ton of misinformation out there, be it intentional or not. Um, you just gotta be, you gotta be wary. So, uh, Chad, any, any other, I mean, we, we talked briefly 
about, you know, uh, like the brick and mortar video stores, but mm-hmm. what about like anything else that's out there that has caused other, you know, like retail places? I mean, like is Amazon, is, is that a, you know, a necessary evil or, you know, as far Actually, as. Like, yes, that was one of my, now that I think about it, that was on my short list as well, because, uh, you know, I, where was I? I think this was a dream that I had, and it reminded me of it. But ooh, I don't know if Chad's you had Sam, Sam Goody. What's that? I said, "Ooh, Chad's dream." <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I don't know if you had Sam Goody. I did, or if it was Musicland or whatever. But you know, we still have one at the mall back home, and you go in, and now it's all collectible stuff: mm-hmm. it's action figures, it's some posters, it's whatever. But I remember. You know, going in to buy cassettes, to buy CDs, seeing the racks of when the CDs came in the long boxes and, and everything. And I miss that. And it's, it's the same thing of, of, you know, it's how you discover music now and, and missing MTV and, and everything's gone digital or whatnot. But, yeah, I, so that would be another one. And we've got 20 seconds. So if you have any last second thoughts. No, Chad, I just want to be the one for the first time in perhaps a long time to say we are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.